we have a, such a kind, giving, pro-activist community, and cannabis people are already just given activists. That's what we do. That's how we got here. Put your grinder down and turn your radio up. This is the Vermont Juana Podcast. Lighting up the airwaves. And now, here's your host, rolling it up nice and tight, Eli Harrington. All right, welcome to the Vermont Tawana Podcast, Saturday, March 21st, 2020. Life goes on, folks. This is the Coronabus March edition. And uh, yeah, a lot's going on. I actually had recorded this podcast a week ago, and then so much shit happened that I kind of had to go back and re-record it. And really, it took like some extra motivation because, of course, there's all the time in the world now, but um, a lot's on people's minds, including my own. So it's really been an interesting experience, uh, I think, reframing things, uh, putting things in perspective, thinking about your jobs, thinking about your lives, thinking about what is essential, who's important to you, you know, who's vulnerable in your life, um, what's necessary, you know, and so it's crazy. I mean, for me, last week I was going ready to go to work at a ski area. And I did end up going uh, last Saturday, surrounded by a couple thousand of my closest friends, most of whom one percenters are uh, wealthy from out of state and high density populated areas like Boston and New York. So we'll see how that plays out for your boy here. But no, I'm just kidding. I've been feeling great, getting a lot of exercise, trying to eat healthy and uh, keep that endocannabinoid system balanced, which all jokes aside, you know, your endocannabinoid system is what regulates and modulates your body. So uh, I think it's probably a good idea to up the CBD if you're only a weed smoker, you know, put some CBD in you, get some CBD in your life and, uh, and you know, make sure that you're not overdoing it with the THC because you can definitely fuck with your mood when a lot of other heavy stuff in the world is happening and you're going so heavy on the THC. So just throwing that out there. That's my own personal experiences. Um, you know, it's really just I think been an interesting time to reflect on again like values thinking about food thinking about what happens when you can't go to the grocery store or if there's a run at the grocery store on an item like toilet paper which is fucking crazy and dumb Um, but you know it's one of those things where as much as everybody jokes about toilet paper shortages I was at the grocery store like two hours ago and there's no toilet paper so um, you know it's funny until it's real And I think stuff has gotten a lot more real, especially in the last week. So, like I said, I had to kind of go back and re-record this based on things that happened. And, you know, I think just kind of going through this experience. And I think we're going to come out it positively. And I think uh, for those of us in the cannabis community, there have been a lot of different impacts. And one of them has been the way that we kind of socialize, right? And the way that we consume cannabis and the way that we interact and how much of it is really based on sharing and passing joints, passing bowls, passing buds, handing stuff to each other. And I really think that that intimacy is part of what makes that such a special community. You know, somebody passes you a joint. It's like, yeah, man, like, thank you. You know, somebody hands you a bowl. Um, It's really funny because I know this is a podcast, but if you imagine making a fist with your hand, I don't know if you've ever seen anybody do this. I call it like a hand 
a hand bong. Um, but somebody will actually make a fist with their hand, right? So take your right hand and make a fist, and they'll put a joint between their pinky finger and their ring finger, right? And then they'll kind of seal their hand up in that lit joint in between their pinky and ring finger. They'll then suck through, they'll then suck through the hole on their other side of their hand, between their thumb and forefinger, and kind of make like a hand like bong. And I've seen people do this as a way to avoid spreading germs, and a lot of time it's old heads and kind of wooks. And I always sort of laughed and thought like, wow, what, you're like too good to smoke a joint with me? You know? Uh, and now everything has kind of been flipped and it, the idea of passing a joint to somebody, you know, has been made to seem toxic. And I think we're gonna normalize and things are gonna come back to um, at least a state of more regularity. But it has really been interesting for making us kind of, I think, challenge some of these norms. Um, especially in the case of, you know, like I said, cannabis. So me, uh, you know, I'm blogging, podcasting, writing. We got a brand new website that just came out. A big shout out to Canna Planners. The new website looks awesome, guys. So please, go, please, please go check it out, vermontawana.com. We got some really cool bumper stickers up there. Um, and we've also got some merch coming. And a big shout out to Can Amelia, um, Amelia Grace Imaging. She has been awesome to work with. And a big shout out to Hobbit, Hort Hobbit Hole Horticulture. Um, these guys are a great family grow operation. Um, when I say operation, I mean like a system, not like a commercial thing. Uh, but anyways, they grow amazing cannabis, really good people. So check out vermontawana.com. Check out the rebrand. In addition to media, you guys know that events, <laughs> those are kind of the other thing. And uh, the idea of doing events right now is crazy, you know, and really it's impossible. Although it has been wild here in Vermont... Our governor has now allowed, we've got notoriously strict alcohol laws in Vermont. We have no happy hours, nothing like that. It's kind of conservative. Um, but with all the restaurant workers and all the bars and all the alcohol industry so affected by people not getting together, the governor has allowed for takeout alcohol. And that seems fucking crazy in Vermont like a week ago. Two weeks ago, that thought would be insane. But guess what? Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. And when the shit hits the fan, you see what's really important. And a lot of that is keeping people in business and keeping cash in their hands so they can continue to participate in capitalist system. That's another rant for another time. I don't know if y'all are ready to open up your third eye like that and really wake up to what's happening around you, but uh, I digress. The point is... Events are off, right? Getting together. I'm recording this on March 20th. 420 is next month. That's when all of the big events would be happening. That's what we'd all be gearing up for. Seed sales, um, 420 smokeouts, music, planting season, right? I mean, people got to get clones. They got to get beans. Uh, this is like a big time for this whole industry. It really is. Cliches aside, 420 is a big deal. So, um, you know, I host events, I throw events. I've got a big one coming up in July, Southern Vermont Cannabis Expo and Symposium, so VT can. That event is still on, okay? That's scheduled for July 24th through 26th, and I'm really hoping that by then things are cool um, and we're sort of back to some sort of regularity or I can do a scaled-down version, but, you know, we'll see. I'm not really counting on anything anymore. I will say that all events are off until at least June 1st. 
I think that's probably realistic. And for planning purposes, people got to start making decisions and making plans and adjusting to realities and planning for different realities. So, you know, I'm planning on no large gatherings uh, until June 1st and probably very few small gatherings other than the hangouts I've already been having with friends. And it's been really great to uh, to reconnect with some people, you know, to travel and go visit a couple groups of people at farms or at their houses. Uh, and so you have to think, be a little bit more intentional and get your money's worth by your real life interactions when you're under quarantine. But no big events for me. And uh, all our 420 stuff is off. And, you know, one of the things I was really looking forward to for this year's 420 celebrations was a local company here in Burlington, Vermont called Magic Man VT. So these guys who started, I met them a few years ago, and they are just the best of the best. You know, I mean, they're OGs, but they're smart and savvy. You know, they're uh, they're very progressive, but they also kind of come from the new school. They're just they're just the best. Some of my favorite people, and they're very very talented. You know, they've been growing. Um, let's say they're skilled practice growers. They do everything in-house. They make all their own stuff. They grow all their own stuff. They hire people and pay them fair wages. And they throw down on events. And they got some killer press. Literally, homegirl, Meredith, on the front page of the Burlington Free Press, talking about their business, talking about catering weddings, talking about catering events, talking about the future of THC and all these cannabinoids uh, in Vermont, including in tourism. So, so much respect and appreciation for them. I was going to be an event sponsor for the 418 celebration at Lang Farms, and you'll hear Meredith talk about Lang Farms and John Lang a few times. Uh, but obviously, we had to cancel this event and call it off. And, you know, Meredith had to make a tough call and got the word out and really did a great job. And I obviously totally support her and agree with the decision. Uh, but I thought it was also going to be cool to talk to her and get her on the podcast and uh, and get her perspective as an event planner about sort of things they've been doing for a long time at their events that kind of are really right now seem like no-brainers with sanitation and being safe and being smart. Uh, and also kind of the attitude and adjusting and and how we sort of go from here. So I'm very proud to present to you an interview that I did with Meredith Mann of Magic Man Events. Check him out at Magic Man VT and enjoy. That's the first thing I'd say is that, you know, it's really nothing nothing new to practice utmost sanitation and safety at an event. However, it changes the game fully. You know, um, just from a liability and safety perspective, um, it changes the game on a small scale. I think about it in the context of the way we socialize just as like cannabis people, you know, yeah. and kind of our status quo being passing around joints. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of what makes the culture so special is like all this intimate contact and uh and now this whole thing just has me, like you said, just kind of questioning how, you know, sanitary practices and communication practices and like, you know, I'm a, I'm a hugger. I'm a close talker. I'm a, I'm a pass the joint, <laughs> you know, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, a, yeah. It's going to be a dog walker for everybody. Everyone gets their own mini joint. <laughs> um, honestly, I just had a friend come by to drop something off and stayed outside and um, we each smoked our own joint 10 feet away from each other, had a little conversation and went back in lockdown, you know, um, but I think it'll be that way for a while where, uh, people aren't going to share 
and have their own uh, and events. I think uh, I have a pottery wheel in the basement. The longer this goes on, the longer I'm tempted to make 200, 300 mini pipes for parties and everyone gets to take one or, you know. I think um, that is that is such an awesome idea. Yeah, or you invest in chillums or, you know, uh, I mean, there's a million ways. Uh, one of the things that we were going to do at our party was get a bellow vaporizer. I don't know if you've seen those. They have a volcano-like base, and everybody gets their own glass, and you put the glass on top of the base, and it fills the cup with vapor, and you keep your cup all night. So you're just filling your cup and touching your cup, and nobody else touches it, which is a really great concept. I think the hardcore dabbers would feel like they needed more but the average person that's going for like the taste and the high and multiple experiences is gonna love it yeah that god that's such a good you know it's like such a good technology i've I've been thinking about the same thing you know like all the little like glass blunt to you know like the glass tips and uh you know what what are the cannabis accessories that make us kind of more more individual smokers than group smokers and uh like you said i mean even just it's a great time to learn how to roll a joint if you don't know how already right (laughs) exactly exactly um and uh just to be safe i have on my counter i have you know a little jar with three oneies that are all sanitized and anyone can take their own one nobody's using my bomb Absolutely no one, <laughs> no matter how much I clean it, other than me and my husband. Um, but uh, I think, um, you know, uh, I purpose, perp- I actually really enjoy smoking through water, so um, I would be inclined to have, like, make mini water pipes or something for people um, for these events. There's ways to do it. As of right now, um, if we were to still throw our party to, um, in two weeks and or a month and none of this happened, you would still see us there with gloves on, alcoholing, you know, making sure between each person the glassware was clean. Um, but uh, that's really only halfway there, obviously, at this point. Well, I do. I, I really appreciate it. And that's part of why I want to talk to you because you guys have always been ahead of the curve with that you know, even just having everybody who's touching bud wearing gloves, right? It seems like such a no-brainer now, but I think it's something that we kind of took for granted and like, you know, you guys being ahead of the curve as a as a professional cannabis events company, um, you know, we're talking on March 20th about <laughs> events that we all were planning to do a month from now. And, you know, I've, I've recorded this and I've re-recorded this podcast because shit's changed so much from last Friday to this Friday. Um, but you know, I mean, you, you had a full lineup of 420 events going and, uh, I think that everybody's kind of understood the, the cancellations obviously. And, you know, I think a lot of us are looking more at, at even rescheduling, right? Yeah. Rescheduling. We're going to, it's just postponed. Um, we don't, you know, we, we love John Lang. We want to work with all the hemp farmers that were involved, all the cultivators, all the extractors and dab artists all the local burlington artists that were going to work with us um there's just so many great community people involved and we want to keep all of this in place so that when the time comes we can everybody's going to need a party that's for sure <laughs> that is when we yeah. all get out of lockdown 
I promise we will make sure to throw the biggest, best, safest, <laughs> cleanest party anybody's ever had. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mentioned this to Noah at Zen Barn. You know, is that maybe maybe this year it's going to be six twenty instead of four twenty? You know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And um, I think that uh, we're looking at at least June. I know a lot of musicians are hesitant to book before that at this point. So um, I think we're going to have to really just play it by ear a little bit and just be lucky that, you know, working with obviously the venue and John Lang, um, he's flexible and wants to work with us. And so does the band. And I know the hemp community does as well, because we obviously love and appreciate everything and everybody in it and really want to give everybody the exposure they deserve through this so it will happen uh, we just have to be a little bit patient and look for the goodness i guess a little bit of uh thinking and uh digging deep and asking the big why questions of yourselves is never a bad thing well for sure you know and i think uh it's funny because I think like our cannabis people think maybe more holistically in general than the general population. You know what I mean? So I feel like my weed people haven't been, <clears throat> they've been affected, but these are people who already think about like sustainability and food. And, you know, a lot of them are living kind of, you know, obviously we're all in Vermont, so we're not living in the big city. And, uh, you know, we're, it seems like our communities may be more ready to weather this storm than, than some other ones. And in particular, you know, we got weed, so. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, weed is, uh, is medicine and I do come from a, I am a medical patient. I do come from a medical cannabis background and that's part of, uh, the no brainer to me of providing clean medicine in the right way to people that they need it. So, um, I think, uh, shout out to everybody out there who's providing it to people and sharing what they got right now. Cause there's a lot of people who need it and aren't able to get it at this time. Yeah. I was thinking about, uh, Vermont where it's not, uh, tax and regulate. So there's a very small population that are able to go to the dispensaries, which are open. Um, I do know that the dispensary is open and doing curbside pickup. I asked about it just because I was concerned about patients. And, um, and as long as they have people willing to work and shout out and tons of respect to the bud tenders who said, we'll do this with protection and our curbside, making sure people get medicine. So... Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, you know, I thought about, you know, ways to organize something for for patients and some sort of delivery or drop system or, or whatever. And it's, you know, we see in other states, these, kind, you know, other states talking about uh, this being an essential service, you know, which is which is great, allowing these places to, with a lot of precaution, continue serving sick people. And I think, uh, I mean, here in Vermont, you know, we just saw the governor allow takeout booze and takeout cocktails. So, you know, it's kind of wild because we're sitting here being like, well, we can't even fucking buy weed legally. Um, and now that, you know, we're sort of seeing this happen, like, how does that reframe that discussion? And, you know, I don't know whether, I don't know what this does to the political discussion in 2020 at all, if there's even going to be any more about this bill. But, um, but it seems like maybe this is at least advancing the discussion of like, Hey, let's treat cannabis. Like let's, let's use some common sense and say, you know, access it's for a necessary item. 
It's a necessary item, and, and even just, you know, like, look, let's not get stuck in the retail paradigm. Delivery is clearly the most efficient and probably safest um, yep. in a circumstance like this sort of sort of method. So um, it's yep. interesting. It's interesting. You know, we'll see what the real political impact is. But, you know, the fact that I never thought in Vermont I'd see people getting takeout margaritas. We're such a stingy state about alcohol. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I was wondering where we can actually find them, though. Who's actually doing the takeout margaritas? If you know, let me know. <laughs> oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, I'll have to do the Vermont Iwana. We'll have to do, compile that list. The, um, yeah. Well, last... yeah um, I really, you know, as much as we can help these restaurants and bars locally, uh, we all have to do it. I know we're all, you know, trying to save our money and protect our interests, family interests, that type of interest as well. But... You know, we are one big family, and that's one thing I've, I've already seen, and I know for sure. There's, We have a, such a kind, giving, pro-activist community, and cannabis people are already just given activists. That's what we do. That's how we got here. So um, I know that we'll be able to pull together and, you know, make the change, and hopefully there will be good from comes from this maybe they will fast track something nationally maybe i I don't know but hopefully uh you know we all get through this without too much of a damper on the already struggling businesses in vermont yeah i think i think this is going to reframe i think this is going to reframe a lot of things you know and um at the very least you know it's it seems like our we're, we're lucky that we do have a cannabis community you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like I've been more in touch with all my, my weed people, you know, that we all stay in close touch and we're all on each other's Instagrams and talking and hanging and all this stuff. So, um, it's cool. I'm, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, life under quarantine for us as cannabis events people, it's like, you know, doing more live streaming stuff. There's digital classes, um, you know, maybe doing some sort of like, you know, Instagram live meetup and smoke sessions. Um, Definitely. I'm going to be doing um, live stream edible making. I'm going to start with a decarb and basic uh, lipid infusion ones coming up next week um, just to try because people can't get it. And I know there's plenty of people with trim. It is legal to have plenty of stuff. So I've my, my inbox has been flooded with people just asking for advice of how to process their own because they can't get out of their houses. So this is the time for that. So I'll be doing that next week. I'll share it with you as well. Yes, yes, please do. I think that would be awesome. I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do some some Facebook live like bar trivia. Excellent. Unrela- unrelated to weed, just get back in my trivia nerd days and uh, and host a live game yeah. show on Facebook Live, you know? So I, I, don't know, I think people are finding creative ways to socialize and like social media is not all for terrible shit, it turns out. Yeah, I think we've seen a real <laughs> turn that social, social media has become an absolute tool in this process. And um, when you use it right, it's amazing the good it can do. Man, well, Mary, this was awesome. I really appreciate it. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to cut this and put it on the, and put it on the podcast and just direct people to check out magic man VT, follow you guys, Facebook and Instagram, um, BTV local 420. I know you guys still have that open as a channel, but, um, Meredith, thank you. Thank you so much. And, uh, and best of luck to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Eli. You stay well and everybody out there stay well too, please. 
This episode of the Vermont Wanna Podcast is brought to you by the Burn Gallery. Guys, now more than ever, it is important to support your local artists, support your local retailers, support your local glass shops, your restaurants, all that good stuff. And for those of us in the Burlington, Vermont area, that means going to the Burn Gallery on Main Street. They've got amazing CBD products. Great thing to send your relatives and folks out of state right now. Keep them calm. Bud is in a shortage. They got CBD bud that you can get. Obviously, all the amazing glass. You need to be getting fresh glass. You need cleaning supplies. You need Q-tips. You need papers to roll your own. Burn Gallery's got you covered. So, big thank you to the Burn Gallery. They hold us down. They've been representing from day one. Much love to Tito, Sarah May, everybody involved in the Pipe Classic. Shout out to everybody there. So, thank you to the Burn Gallery. Go support them. And enjoy the rest of the Vermont Wanna podcast brought to you this month by The Burn Gallery. Well, it feels sort of weird to talk about politics right now, but that's what I'm going to attempt to do. Um, And that's because right now, while we're recording this, we're in kind of the height of the coronavirus initial reaction. And politics seems really more about function than it does about politics, right? And it's kind of an existential question. Is the government going to provide unemployment? Uh, Are we going to have universal basic income? Thousands, if not millions of people uh, are out of jobs. You know, unemployed, underemployed lives are totally shaken up. Stock market has gone crazy. So uh, it's a weird time to talk about politics. And I almost feel guilty, honestly, bringing up cannabis politics when there are so many other bigger things at risk. And I have friends who are teachers wondering if they're going to have to go serve as daycare workers for uh, the doctors and nurses who are working overtime and double time. So in light of all that, cannabis politics kind of seems like small potatoes, right? But it's uh, it's really not. And I think it's interesting seeing how political adjustments are being made to suit people's lifestyles. And cannabis is sort of part of that, too. So, um, you know, in other states, we're seeing it being treated as a necessity um, you know, I think it's safe to say that there's probably some, you know, law enforcement attention is is maybe preoccupied elsewhere. And I got to say right now, the black market, uh, sorry, the illicit market, the not yet licensed market, the unregulated market, right, whatever you want to call it, it's out there fucking crushing right now. Uh, you know, scarcity, people need to cope, people are stressed out, people can't get in touch with their regular guy or person, right? So, um, man, Alyssa delivery services are out there crushing it, growers, and in general, it's a great time to be learning how to grow your own. So if you need grow supplies, if you need seeds, check out online, hit up Vermontawana. Um, we'll try to connect you. Uh, I have a tent for sale right now. In fact, it's an enormous tent. It's uh, it's, you know, $400 instead of a thousand dollars. But, you know, anyways, the point being, Politics is a shit show right now at the national level, at the local level, at the state level. And uh, the question for us here in Vermont is, will they get around to talking about this bill again? Uh, are they going to, you know, just kind of hurry up and pass it? Or are they going to shelf it? I don't know. Here's what I know is that they're not meeting physically right now. All the items on their agendas are way more important than this. And Uh, I think they're probably going to have some sort of shortened session where they try to just prioritize getting some things done. And I could see cannabis making the list, frankly, because it is a revenue-generating business. uh, And clearly, we need other businesses that are sort of recession-proof, 
uh, and disaster proof, which are going to stay open. And guess what? People want cannabis. And the fact that we have takeout alcohol in Vermont right now, um, which seems crazy. You know, we're a state with pretty, pretty conservative alcohol laws. Takeout alcohol right now means that delivery cannabis kind of seems like a no-brainer, right? But the question for us here in Vermont is, will the legislature meet and discuss this? My gut just tells me that, you know, uh, they've put a lot of time and effort into this. It seems to be pretty well lined up uh, as far as the bill. And that I think pending a few changes, they could they could ram something through and pass it uh, and do it pretty quickly. And man, what a coup that would be for a, uh, a tax and regulate bill with some serious financial implications and a lot of discussions that were yet to be had and were going to be hashed out in a conference committee. So we'll see if that still happens. For now, there is a committee of conference. There are three representatives from the House, three senators from the Senate, and they're going to get together and work out some of the big details. Now, those main big details, really, it's about tax policy, local option tax, sales tax, excise tax. Those are all things that are on the table, right? And basically, those all have implications because that revenue goes different places. So a sales tax versus a local option tax versus an excise tax, the money is all going into different buckets depending on how you tax it. There's also discussion about zoning. Right, we talked about this in the past. And agriculture is cannabis agriculture for zoning purposes or not. What kind of local approval you may or may not need to get, right? Uh, and I think there's also questions about sort of the the mechanics of rolling it out and the structure as far as it goes with early starts for dispensaries. Uh, that's an issue that has gotten a lot of attention, and it's one that the state senate uh, was not a fan of. They did not include that in their version. So we'll see if that stays in when they reconcile because that had been a big hot button issue. And if they just reconsider the ordering of licenses altogether. That being said, you guys probably want to know who's on this committee of conference. And I want to introduce these senior citizen for the most part. Uh, I think actually, I think they might all technically be senior citizens by age definition. But anyways, the point is, what better way to introduce an old white group of Vermont lawmakers then with an appropriate introduction. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to channel John Saucier, the sauce man himself, the greatest announcer in the land, and I'm going to do my best to introduce to you the 2020 Cannabis Committee of Conference for S54 Bill to Tax and Regulate Cannabis. Ladies and gentlemen, Please join me in welcoming your 2020 Committee of Conference for the Bill S-54 to tax and regulate cannabis. First, a Republican from Barrytown, a member of the House Committee on Government Operations, Rob LeClaire. Next, a Democrat from Callis, Vermont, chairperson of the Vermont House Ways and Means Committee, Janet Ansel. And last, from the House of Representatives, a Democrat from Wilmington, Vermont, member of the House Government Operations Committee, who's been shepherding S-54 through the House since last summer, John Gannon. Next, from the Vermont State Senate, 
a Democrat from Wyndham County representing the Senate Judiciary Committee. She's been involved from the get-go. Senator Jeanette White. At Power Forward, a Republican from Caledonia County, member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Joe Benning. And last, from Bennington County, a Democrat, chair of the Vermont Senate Judiciary Committee, key sponsor of S54, representing Bennington, Richard Dick Sears. Ladies and gentlemen, your starting lineup for the 2020s S54 Committee of Conference to Tax and Regulate Cannabis in the great state of Vermont. I am very proud to introduce my featured guest tonight. His name is Jesse Miles Snyder, and we met through a cool organic way in that I was a fan of his art. <clears throat> we lived in Winooski, small town in northern Vermont at the same time. And, uh, and we kind of became friends through the internet and through Instagram and, you know, commenting back and forth and connecting. And I found out he had a podcast and it was really cool because there's only so many people in Vermont that have a podcast. I want to let you guys into my business strategy here. Uh, it's be a, uh, be in a small pond where there's only so many fish. You don't have to be a big fish, but this is by far the number one cannabis podcast in the state of Vermont. Uh, I know because I've started 100% of them. And so anyways, Jesse's got a podcast and he's a really talented artist, really talented chef too. And I listened to his podcast and I was just like, man, this dude is so interesting. I want to actually meet him and hang out in real life. And he proposed that we do each other's podcasts. And so we literally sat down and this was back, I think, in late January now. So it's been a while since we sat down. This was before kind of the world went crazy. So holy shit, man, that cynicism in hindsight, that we kind of talk about with each other um, seems crazy, but uh, you know, in in context of what's happening now. But Jesse, again, really, really talented guy, really thoughtful, intelligent guy, and I really enjoyed his perspective. He's also got really good taste in music, and so I appreciated one of the bands that he put me onto. Uh, it's EBN Squadron, right? Jesse and I are both hip hop guys. I think we both kind of like some uh, some East Coast hip hop as well. Um, so he put me on this group, EBN Squadron, Everything But Nothing. One of their members is Yat Bully. And I actually reached out to these guys because I started listening to their music based on the recommendation. And they actually gave me permission. Shout out to Mark, the producer, Mark, the manager. Uh, they gave me permission to play an entire track on the podcast. So I think this would be a cool way to get into uh, get into the discussion with Jesse Miles Snyder is by listening to some of the bomb-ass music that he recommended. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, in its entirety, this is Yat Bully from EBN Squadron, holding down the East Coast. This song is called The Eye. Enjoy the song, and then we'll get right into the interview with Jesse. Cheers. They all wanna be friend of me. 
still I move with caution Got much love, don't really know what the cost is They call me awesome I crack me a beer, now I'm Austin Lost in the atmosphere, celebrating well aware Middle fingers in the air, like can I get a hell yeah Participating in paper chasing familiar faces Looking for escape from these places that leave us feeling vacant It's the dangerous trek, gotta count the paces Never had faith in that system that trapped us in them cages Raise the stake on living, paying minimum wages And we just keep on giving like will somebody save us Gotta stay prepared for the worst The best come from how a nigga deal with the hurt It's beauty in the dirt that you come from So be advised What you seeing can be more than what meets the eye Way more than what meets the eye Way more, way more So when you see it, don't you be surprised It's way more than what meets the eye So when you see it, don't you be surprised I got a lot of shit to do, right? I know you got a lot of shit to do So why the fuck are you wasting my time? Don't waste my motherfucking time, right? Don't waste my motherfucking time And I've been sipping on something Got me feeling like a lot Never feeling right Referring to my conscience Whenever I'm feeling modest When the heart is full of mileage Be making a challenge difficult Looking for escape in them places That I done been before That's when I look the will for inspiration Knowing that he made it out Them same situations I can't admit I was a hating nigga But jealousy never made a nigga Paper bigger As I I think, remember, I done gave a lot of keys, I done stretched my arms so far out, they ripped the sleeves, I realize I'm exactly where I need to be, any man claim he's better than me, nigga please, I done dealt with the bullshit, heard it all before, that little level of petty something I can't afford, take your ego trip, get a refund, we done, saw it all before, no need for reruns, nigga, it's way more than what meets the eye, so when you see it, don't you be surprised. It's way more than what meets the eye. So when you see it, don't you be surprised. Way more, way more than what meets the eye. Way more than what meets the eye. Way more than what meets the eye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me get my shout out on you real quick. You know what I mean? First and foremost, I want to say shout out to this ism shit we got going on over here. L.E.R. Escobar. My nigga Quez. One. Abstract vision. Highs with the taxi, leaning like a three-legged cat. My nigga Mitch Lakes, kid the great, Eli Capella. Shout out my nigga Ron Tech, Scythe. We got dress solo. My nigga Mark Rizzi, one take, one take, ride, P.O.E. God, Hashem. Shout out the AP, the aggressively passive podcast. That's Big Belly casting over Mike G's. You already know. And you know what I mean? It's like that. I gotta shout out the full one time. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody I didn't mention, you know what I mean? But y'all know y'all forever in my heart. So if you fucking with this, especially with this, I ain't think I was gonna get this shit done. Yeah. I got married once. But I don't recommend it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should probably. If for nothing else, than having. Yeah, there you go, getting that good. <laughs> behind the oh, scenes, yeah. behind the scenes of high tech podcast production. And that's how you make a lighter sound. Nice. Ooh, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. We'll work our way into that. One one medium at a time. I stopped using my bong like a year ago. I'm not against using a bong, but I feel like I don't know. I don't know what happened. I, for the solo, for the solo smoker, it'd be dangerous. But <coughs> I do love a, a bong hit. But I just kind of was like trying to cut back on smoking, and I noticed the bong's like very easy and quick. And it was like once I cut that out, it was like a little more work. Yeah, so I smoke a little less. And that's 
what had to happen. You just got to start bonging CBD, dude. The... I think about it. I see that stuff at the store. I'm like, I don't know. I might like that because half of what I like about smoking is just smoking stuff. That is, it's funny because I talk to people about that when I refer them here. Yeah. Um, and say like, I just got a pack of CBD joints for winning uh, this raffle. Actually, I got a sick piece of glass too. Which oh, I saw cool. that. I saw that little pack. Yeah. Courtesy of the Burn Gallery, Dr. Awesome. Whitestone. Awesome. But like, <laughs> having that pack of CBD joints, I just like had a bunch in the car. Oh, right. And, uh. I think I started doing it just because it was like, haha, smoking weed in the car with the windows down. Right? Yeah. You know, like, who gives a fuck? Because it's just CBD. It's like you're drinking a, a non-alcoholic beer. Exactly. Just to piss off the cops. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then I was like, all right, well, this is kind of like, this is enjoyable, and I'm, you know, yeah. not high, but I would smoke like that's okay too. tobacco if I liked tobacco, but I don't. So it's like... I don't know. I just... It's like, almost makes sense for me to just smoke CBD stuff. <coughs> yeah, it's a good for uh, for the daytime smoker. Plus, there's some pretty like good terpy CBD stuff out there now. Yeah. But all right, well, I mean, I'm yes, yeah, fucking go for it, man. Let's do it. All right, cool. I like the idea of having little little like entry entrance music. Yeah. That's actually that's that's a great place to start. What would your entry? What's your entry music? If you're I, like a pro wrestler or something. I w you know, I've been working on entry music, and I've never used any. Like, I keep thinking, because I like personally to try to make everything myself. And not that I wouldn't want to just use a song, but I'm so scared of, like, legal... legal <coughs> oh, for like, yeah? So I just sort of thought I should make my own. And I've been meaning to do that, and I'm like 17 episodes in now, and I have not. <laughs> well, which is way cooler <laughs> if you can do that. And we did... Uh, shout out to Honey Twist. We got that... They did make us a Hedy Vermont theme song, which was really cool. Yeah. A Hedy Vermont jingle. And that's kind of like a peak. Having your own jingle Hell is pretty yeah. dope. I used to talk about this when I played baseball in college and rode the bench because we just like shoot the shit and like do dip and stuff. <laughs> and like, I wish vape pens had been around. I would have smoked so much weed on the bench in college. Uh, yeah. And done so much non-smokable marijuanas. Um, but... We would just talk about like what your at bat music would be, or right. like walk up music. So hell yeah, I've never this actually like, thought about it like that. We did. I did. Um, I've done three six mafia. Oh, love me some three six. This is a. Uh, this is some preferred entrance entrance music here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I'll come in here and introduce it and blah blah blah. Nice. <laughs> so, no, I have like the, an intro. I do, but I don't. I don't. I do. It's like the formulas. I, I say, all right, we're back, episode something. And then I give three nicknames that I just make up a little bit beforehand. Yes. For oh, yes, reason, dude, your AKAs. Yes, your AKAs. Thank you. Do you listen to um, Bodega Boys? No. Have you ever heard that podcast? No. Um, Jesus and Marrow are the comedians. They have their own show on Showtime now. But the Bodega Boys podcast, that was like one of their running bits is they do like five minutes nice. of AKAs. Oh my God, I can't but handle that. Many. Here's I got to like look mine up sometimes. <coughs> I can't like get them off the top. Every, every, there's probably like a couple episodes where I made them up. And most of the time though, I'll just go to like literally the nicknames Wikipedia. Just there's a Wikipedia for nicknames. And then there's a absurd amount of categories. And I'm like, what's the show mildly about? And then I just go with that. Like, old artists. I love, <laughs> for some reason, I think, like, <coughs> fighter pilot nicknames are funny. Okay. I really don't know why. <laughs> I have this thing for, like, German fighter pilots. 
the, the red baron exactly. of podcasting. Absolutely. It's Jesse Miles. Oh my god. Yeah, see, I'm not I'm not really uh, getting creative enough with it, but that's all it is and then I just get going and <laughs> Yeah, I like saying uh, this is a good trick that I picked up. Um you tell people welcome, you know, welcome to the Vermontawana podcast where we elevate the state cannabis in Vermont, you know, right. and, uh, you know, say for our new listeners who are just joining us, cause then you give the impression nice. you're always growing. So it's <laughs> oh, like, oh, all clever. right. Like, Hey, like you're new. Welcome aboard. Right. Here's what you missed. We're huh. talking about weed stuff mostly the in Vermont. The illusion that you're growing it makes it grow. <laughs> Not the, yes, yes. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the illusion. I would say it's perspective. Okay. Perspective. Yeah, that sounds less like you're just lying to yourself and doing something for no reason. Well, and if there's one new listener, then, you know. They feel welcome. Welcome, exactly. Welcome so, you, single person. Welcome to you, uh, Kevin. Kevin's the new one this week, so thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. <clears throat> I want to welcome Lisa. <coughs> Lisa, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, I know. I saw she was almost scrolled past it, but like, I think what? you reeled her in with the uh, with the attractive cover art. Oh yes, I've heard you. that's a big that's a big part of the, got, the podcast world. You got. I grew my beard out just to take that picture. So I <laughs> well, it worked, and, and uh, that's what I appreciate about this extremely non-visual medium. Yes, you know, it's like finally a place for white guys with beards to to right. fit in. Yeah, I just want to be accepted. <laughs> Well, we should uh, we should introduce ourselves respectively. Okay. For all our new listeners who have no idea who the hell I'm talking to, you know, they're probably not familiar. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who are hardcore from day one, also have no idea what the hell's going on here with this podcast. Um, so my we're doing a double podcast. This is a human centipede of podcasts. What even is it? <laughs> it's uh, it's. It's two podcasts, one mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and it is just that graphic from here at this amazing undisclosed location where um, we are enjoying ourselves. We are brought to you by the Burn Gallery. We thank them. Just mentioned that I won a great award from the donation to a Stay Toasty clothing drive. And uh, they've got great glass and great smokable CBD, which we were just talking about, too. Indeed. Smoking hemp. So um, thank you to the Burn Gallery. Absolutely. And thank you to Jesse Miles, Anytime. the other host, slash Jesse Miles. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. And thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, this is the podcast. This is Podcast Continuum. So... Um, we met, let's give people a little context at least of how we met. Okay. We met, at least in my recollection, I saw your art at the Monkey House and thought it was sick. Yep. The original food <coughs> porn and hit yep. you up on Instagram was like, hey man, this is awesome. You did. You and, uh, uh, tagged me in a Hedy Vermont story. Yes. And that was big for me. Yeah, true. Yeah, we did tag deal. you. That was, that was cool. And yeah. uh, I lived in Winooski and so I frequented the Monkey House quite frequently. Perfect saw your stuff and through following you on instagram it's cool because like the best part of social media is when you feel like you get to know somebody totally because like you see their life and you're like all right man like what's jesse making for dinner today or like jesse's it's doing so crazy weird. ass art and like oh shit jesse's got a podcast so yeah. um that was super cool man i appreciate you as an as an artist and getting to know you as an individual and Thanks. as a friend and let's uh i love it let's do some some co-podcasting which absolutely what's your podcast like about or is, is the show about nothing it started about nothing. I always said in the beginning that it was about, 
I had this idea anyway that I wanted it to be about people like in their 20s to 40s trying to make it in Vermont where I don't know about you but I've been told it's not a place where you do that and you have to leave where it's affordable and you make more money or whatever and then you can come back when you want to retire and I thought that was do you swear on your podcast? Oh fuck yeah I thought that was bullshit and I was like I, I always had that idea that I had to get out of Vermont, and all the way up until I was about 25, my life was centered around like figuring out how I would get out of Vermont and where I would go. And then <clears throat> after I finished college, I liked it so much here that I didn't want to go anywhere, and I had a lot of trouble deciding to stay at first, but then I thought, let's embrace it, and let's just make that my thing. Like, I'm just trying to prove a bunch of people wrong now. And so the, the podcast was originally going to be, like, proving people wrong about trying to make it in Vermont. But it's been, like, a year, and making it in Vermont is extremely <laughs> difficult. So, like... It turns out... <laughs> this month, I think the 16th or something was the first episode of the podcast. And so, like, I'm still doing it, and things are better from where they started, especially career-wise. I think I'm poorer, but I just had more money I was sitting on that I then spent because I started an art career. But yeah, it was supposed to be about just making it in Vermont, but then I decided it's just me trying to do a podcast. And if you leave it at that, it's fine. But I always thought I needed to reel it in, so right now it's about nothing, but I don't think it's going to continue to be about nothing exactly. Mm. But it'll figure out what it's about soon. I mean, I think the uh, people should follow you on, on Instagram and check out your your art. I fully you know, agree. The full collection of it. You do have a studio in Burlington for those people in Chittenden County who I are sure listening. Do. And I know that you sell it discounted there in person. And you can I, come check out the entire scene. Come on down. I work at the Space Gallery, which is on Pine Street in the soda plant. I know there's a lot of weird sounding things, but just look up one of those things or message me. Uh, find me on Instagram at, at Jesse Miles Chainsaw. And once you land there, you'll see my other uh, random pages that I have, the one for the podcast and the one for the food porn art that uh, Eli mentioned when he was talking about seeing my stuff at the monkey house. Yeah, you're a, yeah, you're a painter. How did you, when did you start painting? As a, I mean, it never stopped, really. As a kid, I was, in, I was that kid, like, you know, as the art kids. Uh -huh. and I thought, I'll be an artist. And then <clears throat> by the end of high school, that, those kind of dreams are discouraged. Not by my parents, just by society. Um, so I decided, don't do that. But I always kept doing art, and painting came and went. And my ex actually worked at a craft store, so I would get, like, random paints. And that's kind of where it yeah. kept it going. But then I stopped for a long time. Didn't paint a thing through college except for, for classes. And then my now-girlfriend hooked me up with a, a fucking... Shut up to Scrawler Box. Wait... Shout out. Yes. Shout out to Scrawlerbox. Um, <laughs> yes. Jesse's got a full soundboard in his podcast. Sort of. Um, and that was a really cool subscription art supply service where hmm. they just sent you random stuff. And I got some cool pens and some notepads and I started drawing food porn. And now I'm doing this podcast with you. Dude, so let's get Scrawler to sponsor your podcast. I would love for Scrawler. That seems pretty basic. Like, yeah. Yeah. A hundred bucks a month. I think that's about what they owe. Yeah. Buy you a nice mic. That'd be great. That'd be uh, sick. All right. Yeah. Here we go. We're working through this podcasting thing. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, your podcast too. I think I appreciate your. You have you have some you have Wu Tang reviews in there. I sure do. And you record this podcast from like a pretty unique location too, right? Indeed, I 
I work at a parking garage. I want to say part-time, but it's not. I actually work like 30 hours a week now. But uh, I guess it's technically part-time, but the point is I've been working there more and more to try to supplement my income as I do like weirder crap with my career uh-huh. since it's a little riskier and I need more padding. Yes. So, because <clears throat> I'm not, I've not made a dime off my podcast, but I'm going to keep doing it until I literally make a dime at least and then continue. <laughs> but anyway, it's well, a part- and you have the art, you know, the art too. Right. right. So and this that- is like a, to- this is a typical Vermont thing and kind of like a creative thing where you have like multiple hustles. Right. And multiple jobs that are like it's that secure. Gig economy, man. Right. It's a real thing. Right. So this is like your bottom bitch. This is my bottom bitch. You know, Absolutely. the parking gig is like, you know. Um, just... But I just noticed, like, listening to your podcast, like, you're recording it from in that booth, right? Yes. Yeah, so I do it right in the booth while I'm on the clock. And I don't edit out most of the customer interactions unless there's like sensitive info or things I just don't want to put on or it just took too long. But. Uh, yeah, and I really uh, was bothered by that at first, and I always wanted to do it somewhere else. But then after a few episodes, people started talking about how they liked that aspect. And so if you listen to it all the way through, and God bless you if you can, it starts out rough. But I, I really started embracing the customer interactions, and they're practically half the show now. And yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do if I stop working there. Uh, well, I mean, I think it's – well, you can definitely still carry it, you know, carry it forward without being there. You know, right. you could do like random, like ask people random questions on the street thing. I you have know? considered things like that. But I think <clears> like <throat> you're really, you're really funny in how you interact with people, you know, and then observe them. And I think like you have a funny, you know, kind of, kind of take on, you know, I don't Thanks. know, the general, the general public. And I like, yeah. you know, your art is kind of sarcastic, uh, you know, a little just, bit, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. I. One man's take. I'm pretty much here to just subtly pick on people but not in like a malicious way and not like specific people but just like the general public the general art world like i just sort of really am bothered but i'm i i'm always annoyed at everything most things bother me you listen to my podcast enough it's gotta be 65 percent me just complaining and it's for me now it's a way to let that all out and not like go nuts mm-hmm. and so um yeah, I think, I think, well, I don't even know where the hell was that question beginning? Oh, well, I was asking you about, like, you know, kind of your, your, like, take and your sort of, like, your, your kind of, like, perspective. Right, you know, yeah. Like, giving people a sense of, like, the podcast and, like, how it relates to you or, yeah. you know, or if it's more just, like, uh, you know, something you do because it's fun to, it's fun to get out, right. too. Right, okay. You so, know, and it is, like, a fun way to pass the time while you're at your job. Absolutely. And it becomes funny. I think it's funny because, like, it's part about the medium. You know, people listen to podcasts, like, while they're at work. Right. Like, while they're driving. Like, you're passing time and you want, like, interesting shit to listen to. Yeah. Like, get to know about interesting people. Right. And this is cool because we're, you know, generally in Vermont in similar circles and people can, like, run into us totally. easily enough. Yeah. You know, and, like, listen to this and, like, DM us and we'll, like, hit them back and be like, hey, thanks. Yeah. Or, like, fuck you back. You yeah, know, or like, yeah, penis right back at you. Mm-hmm. You know, I never the gonna fuck you typical. Or yeah, I haven't gotten any of those either. The DMs, mm, not yet. Fire emojis. A lot of. <laughs> I've gotten some fire emojis. I am on fire, but a couple of fire emojis. It definitely started as just a something to do because I thought I needed to do something else because mm-hmm. I never think I'm doing enough stuff. Mm. And so I was like, podcast, cool, but I had no plan. And now it's more just like a therapy session for myself to just complain about everything and just sort of get thoughts out that I would otherwise never put out because if you ask anyone, I don't talk this much ever. Yeah. Never. 
in my life. I probably said more words on my podcast in the last year than I've said in my whole life. And I'm not like I'm pretty like I'm not like closed off and weird about my emotions. I'm just I don't know. I don't I don't talk. I yeah. Just never. Just doing your own thing. Yeah. And it's like stuff like bothers me throughout the day, but it kind of just goes away. And if someone asks like, "How was your day?" I'm like, "Oh, it's fine." But really. There was a hundred things that pissed me off that day, but by <laughs> the end of the day, it's all just kind of back there, muddled. Yeah. And so I just sort of like, it's back there though. And the podcast allows me to just kind of get it out. And so I just keep a running list of stuff that pisses me off. All the time. <laughs> and you have the podcast way to get it out. Yeah. The, um, do well, I know audio, this is obviously podcast is a, is an audio medium, but the food porn, right? Like how did that kind of start? Because that's sort of a catalyst. I know it's something that just draws a lot of people's attention initially. Yeah. And like, I'll try to explain it and just encourage people to go check out your Instagram. And Thanks. the other Instagram, Culinary Smut Peddler. Oh, yes. Which yes. is also hilarious. Right. You can find that through my main page, but if you're feeling adventurous, just type in Culinary Smut Peddler into Instagram. You'll yeah. find it. Um, I like that because I'm kind of I have this, like, I'm acting like it's a real brand, but if you read my captions and stuff, it's like some angry brand ambassador, like, just say, I'm, like, threatening people to buy my stuff. I'm, like, calling them dumb for owning whatever backpack they have, and they should throw it in the trash and buy mine, like, and it's just, like, not me, but it's a part of me. So, anyway, check it out if you dare. Well, you are also a, uh, you're also, like, a chef. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and I am uh, I've noticed, too, like, from following your Instagram, and I was right. curious, I was going to ask you, like, where did you learn? Can I have some? Yes, things? I was going to offer. All right, yeah, have please. A, have at it. Uh, podcasting 101, like, don't only have alcohol is the only liquid or, yeah, you know, yeah, you learn that the hard way something. in previous. Like, go back to episode 10, uh, Vermont Tawana fans and followers, and uh, and listen to that slurry update. <laughs> uh, what? But food porn. Yeah, the... Um, did you, like, go to culinary school, or you just like oh, to cook, or... It's weird. You know what I mean? Because, like, you make your own pasta... I do. Like all day, and you're roasting really chickens ever... like every day. You got it. And like, spoiler alert, you're not like morbidly obese. Like, <laughs> you know, you look like you're in good, you know, in good shape and a healthy guy. I mean, you know, know I look like that, but actually, I'm currently switched to uh, uh, sort of an Atkins style diet because I have terrible cholesterol. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't let look roasting all these you. chickens in butter. Yeah, no, a lot of it's, butter. it's honestly all a sugar and bread and mm. like flour and sugar was what was probably like I've lost I don't know how much I'm not keeping track but um, it's basically about the numbers in the blood later not my weight but when I go to the I am curious to see what I weigh in like six months but I know I, I can fe I feel different physically like yeah when I touch my belly and stuff it's it's there but it's different it's a different belly it's <laughs> a belly I don't know but uh, <clears throat> anyway uh, no do I did I want to be a chef no I actually didn't like cooking until Kind of until I met my girlfriend and I started just getting... She is a great chef and she got me excited about making food. And there was things that I wanted to tackle that she didn't do. And so I thought, like, I can learn all these things she doesn't know how to do. Because she... I don't need to learn to make bread because she does it better than I would ever do it. And she's really good with, like, baked goods and, like, you know, she, she knows what the hell she's doing. I know what I'm doing in certain situations. And I do have this, like, goal to learn to just cook total totally with instinct because I think that's like the coolest way and I don't want to just follow recipes I want to learn to cook and I want to mm. be able to like cook a, a nice meal on like an open flame someday on just like I don't know a discarded fence <laughs> you know like something yeah. crazy like I want to be able For to sure. do that kind of stuff and so <clears throat> I'm slowly just learning like that's why I roast chickens all the time and that's why I love like making like scrambled eggs like hundreds of times and making just pasta over and over and over and over because you'll never really 
master it, but it's like something you continue to just get better at and better at and better at. And like, I love just being able to like obsess over something like that. And it actually probably did affect my health despite uh, my physique, but uh, I, uh, I'm reeling that in. And I, I mean, I made some ravioli recently and that was just like, we call those indulgence days, not cheat days. Cause cheats, it's like a negative thing. Like you're doing something wrong and it's deceptive but we're just indulging because we're human beings, and if you don't eat good food that tastes good, you will go insane. Slowly. Yes. You know, so as important as the diet is right now health-wise, I'm still going to have some goddamn pasta like once or twice a month. Yeah, yeah. That was... that was actually more of a recent thing, and I always kind of regret that I didn't get more into it. My mom was a good chef and still is. She's not dead. She's around. You got to be careful when you refer to your parents, like in the past, like oh, right. she was a great chef. Oh, God, yeah. bless her soul. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, they used to like contribute to society, and now they're just like, yeah, she's just doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think she'll listen to this, but maybe, Mom, I love you, but I don't think I know she. I, hilarious story. My stepdad told me one time he was listening to the podcast, and she came out, and the first thing she said was, "Can you turn that down?" <laughs> so, I know how she feels. No, she's great. But she was a great chef, and I know that she wanted me to get in the kitchen with her, and she wanted me to garden with her, and I could have been, like, doing that shit my whole life, but I didn't care. Right. And I really wish I did, because I think that actually would have been what I did if I didn't do whatever the hell I'm doing now. Yeah. So it's sort of just, like, a attempt to kind of keep that alive. Not that I'm looking for necessarily a chef job. I don't know if I could mm -hmm. really be a true chef, but if someone wanted to pay me to just make pasta all morning and then go home before dinner. <laughs> like, pretty, pretty good. That'd be a great gig, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of those. It was kind of a random thing, and it was almost like... I don't know if the food... The food porn almost got me, like, extra interested in food. Mm. And I thought, let me, like, show that, like, I know what I'm doing in a way with the food porn because I think it ties into, like, the restaurant industry here so well and the agricultural industry that I want to show that I also, like... I know about food and I appreciate it, not just beyond making a funny picture. Yeah. Well, it is funny what you say, too, because you are, like, you know, it's from, uh, from like, soil to, like, restaurant to, like you making pictures of this food yeah you know like basically fucking each other right in all of these different ways in the same way that you're doing that artistically with like yeah. the food scene in vermont like yeah. you know fucking and sucking itself you yeah, know together oh, yeah. yeah in a beautiful way yeah you know Love what a great way to put it <laughs> phenomenal i mean hopefully not like offensively you know no not i mean that positively yes but um yeah, man. Well, the uh, the podcast scene in Vermont, like, what other podcasts do you listen to? Do you listen to other podcasts? You know what's weird? I only, like, so recently I started listening to Vermont Awana purely for, like, research purposes, but it seems like the type of thing I'd like to kind of keep going with. Thank um, you. But generally, I don't seek, like, informational anything political because it just stresses me out, and I'm pretty, like, stressed out. There could be nothing going on. I'm already stressed out. So it's a pretty bad rabbit hole to get down. So I listen to, like, some random Philly podcasts. I have a friend who has this hip-hop group called Everything But Nothing, EVN Squadron. Check them out. Um, shout out. Um, yeah. uh, again. So I started listening to them, and then they were on a podcast, so I started listening to that podcast, and they were on another <laughs> podcast, so I started listening to that, and then it just sort of, like, I realized they're all friends, mm -hmm. and I'm, like, weirdly obsessed with this group of, like, Philly rappers and producers and just cool people, 
And so there's like Aggressively Passive Podcast, and there's the BZ Podcast, and uh, I think it's called Hotbox. No, I forget. Scratch that one. <laughs> there's another one where they smoke weed in the car and talk. But I think that might be it. There's one with like Cypress Hill guy. At Is least I know it? it's like a, you, yeah, I think so, but I don't know. That one I've just wrong. barely started, so I don't, I don't, I have no idea what's going on. But uh, yeah, so I like just sort of that kind of stuff. For some reason, I'm hooked on those. Like I have to keep up with those. But then I'll just listen to random, like Spotify ones, like that Dolly Parton's America, uh-huh. fucking dissect uh, anything that like dives into music and like stories behind music. And, like, yeah, stories okay. behind hip-hop and stuff like that. Yeah. So if I need something to really just, like, think about, that's not, like... Because those podcasts I mentioned earlier, it's just friends talking, so it's not, like, a narrative. It's just sort of, like, a w- hilarious conversation going on. Right. And, and I think that's part of, like, what people like. We were talking about before, like, you know, this episode, like, how to make a podcast. Like... Yeah. You know, like, just... Okay. It's cool to, like, get to sh- meet other people and kind of their crew and their circle. And, right. like, passively aggressive... EBN Squadron. These yeah. are podcasts that I'll probably check out now. Yeah, you should. Keep um, the human centipede going. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're something else, and I just love what they're doing, and so I just want to watch their come up, and I think, like, especially EBN Squadron, they're going to be, I think people are going to know who they are someday soon. Nice. Um, they're just making moves, and, like, I went to Champlain with one of the guys from there, and he killed it out here on his own doing, like, dollar shows, like, packing the house. Just I didn't get to go much because in college I refused to like hang out with kids because I started when I was 25 and I just wasn't I didn't have the time and I didn't wanna mm-hmm. and I had a lot I had a really intense degree so I had to really spend all the time I could working but anyway uh, I heard about it and I could see what he was doing and I heard his demos and I just really believed in what he was doing and so I just kind of followed him and now I there's like several weird podcasts and albums and artists and all these things. I don't know. Just Blossom is weird. I have this weird yeah. obsession with like the Philly hip hop scene. I can't explain. It. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean, yeah, dude, you have a lot of uh, a lot of hip hop in your in your podcast. I do. And like in your social media in general, uh, I think you did like you listen to like one Wu Tang album every single day, right? Uh, I've done and it. reviewed like a million YouTube. You've reviewed like a million, you know. Wu Tang albums. Yeah, <laughs> and I listen to your podcast, and you're like, if you'll remember back to episode ten, <laughs> I actually talked about this Cavadonna album. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So I started it like the original journey of the Wu, as I call it, started without the podcast. And when I started the podcast, I was almost done it. So I just started the podcast like eighty percent way through the first time I listened to all the Wu Tang albums. So then I thought I should do it again, and then I finished, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna do it again, but harder. And that's where <laughs> we're at now. We're on Journey of the Wu three. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Thanks. Have you like? Are there other Wu Tang podcasts out there? Is have there like I, a Wu Tang podcast community? You'd think I would know. Okay, but I haven't even tried to seek that out. What I the, are you a redditor, by the way? Uh, I'm like a I'm a recovering redditor. Recovering redditor. Okay. I I used to get deep into the comments, and I could tell you like I got top post a top uh, comment of the day once, and I fucking you know I've made some post karma. I've, I've was made some karma. Yeah, I've made some karma. I hope you karma. bought Bitcoin with that karma. I should have. No, I was actually not on Reddit as much when that got going. I've since I still have the app on my phone, but it's not logged in because I need <laughs> to just browse from a distance. Uh-huh. It's dangerous. Yes, understood but, and um, agreed. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, sorry, I was no. uh, the Philly, the Philly, uh, the hip hop podcast. Oh, so um, like, oh, with and the, the, Wu-Tang. And the journey of the Wu Three. So with the Wu Tang, the reason I don't listen to Wu Tang podcast, the only Wu Tang stuff I've taken in is like they had a Hulu documentary and they had a Hulu show. 
Uh-huh. And so I had to watch that because, like, I couldn't resist. But generally, I like to try to formulate all my own opinions, even if they're bad, because then I like to... I have an idea of actually going back in, like, Journey of the Woo 4 and just... Re, like just ripping into Journey of the Woo too about how wrong I was about everything, and <laughs> like twenty eight year old Jesse, you were so dumb. Exactly. Like. So I don't know. So it's like this ever changing opinion, and I don't want too many other opinions to get into there. Yeah. And so I don't. I don't get too deep into it. I read the lyrics. Genius dot com <laughs> is my favorite website in the world. Hmm. Fucking shout out to Genius dot com. So. Greatest lyrics. You can click on it. I don't know if you're familiar, but you click, and then you can get, like, back... If, if someone's annotated it, you can get, like, info on the one line, like, a word. And then a lot of them on bigger... Uh, for bigger artists, it's actually approved by the artist. So it's not even just shit that's made up. Oh, cool. And the lyrics themselves are also approved by the artist. So it's really... Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but it's such a... you It's such a rabbit hole, and you just keep going and yeah, going. Yeah, I was going to say, this is, like, Wikipedia... Dude, like, Wikipedia was amazing for that. You can mm-hmm. go back and, like... Oh my God! Shout out to Tim Dumphy. Shout out. He was a uh, he was a senior when I was a freshman, and he was one who like showed me that Wikipedia had hip hop artists on it. Yes. And I was like, awesome. oh my God! And I was like, discovered so much music that way. It's essentially that, but just a different website with a different format. And yeah. I love it. And so that's what I'll do. I'll go into Genius, but that's as far as I take it. And I try not to follow the links too deep because I don't want to like Get soak in opinions. Right. I'm just trying to like formulate my own because it's been. They've always been a part of my life, but it's like the first five album, the first five like big Wu Tang solo albums were always kind of like playing in the background. But I never got into like the weird shit, like mid aughts, like the shit no one has yeah. heard of or listened to or is even that good. Yeah. I like that shit. Yeah. The, okay. the classics are great and I've absorbed those a lot, but something about listening to like just the worst of the worst yeah, really dude, makes me you're happy. really, really Capadonna heavy, I gotta say. It's wild. You gotta be like very high in the Capadonna fan list. Oh yeah. He once uh, shared a story of mine on his Instagram and I'm good to die now. Because <laughs> he was like this he was like uh, you know, the Spotify breakdown you get at the end of the year, it said like he I he was like my most listened to newly discovered artist. And so I, I put that up there, and he, like, gave me a little shout-out on his Instagram, and I was like, whew, that's it. Yeah, I made it, man. That's yeah. awesome. That's it. We're best friends. So. I feel like he would be a guy who would be down for, like, the cocaine pondering, or the sheep pondering cocaine. He might be. Pain. Yeah. He smokes a lot of weed, too. I think he might like the nugs and hops doing 69. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that is another, another great one. I agree. That one I think is still at Monkey House, and I'm almost offended because it's like, come on, that's amazing. You should have yeah, bought that by now. I, yeah, that does seem like in, in like fucking Burlington area right? of Vermont. I was literally that's be pandering. The most obvious. I was totally pandering. <laughs> Didn't work. Shows what. Maybe that's what. It, maybe that's what it is. People, it's like the hops and the nugs aren't like you know like close enough, and it's like that's not a Chinook hop. Mm, yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like, oh, what is that? It's like a cascade and like a kush. Oh like, my God, you're right. A bunch of fucking you know, weed snobs. It's all the weed and the beer snobs oh together God. who are like, this is this how, what is this headiness? That's great. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, I used to work at a, uh, I worked at a, speaking of multiple gigs, I worked at a brewery, nano brewery um, in Burlington. Was it Simple Roots? And. Uh, yes, but I'll bleep that out for the podcast. No, it's okay. Well, you said it in another podcast. That's how I know. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm. I guess by now I probably have. I mean, whatever. It's been like a year and a half. I, I never wanted to was... associate their business with weed because they weren't like, 
they're doing their own thing, you know? Fair enough. And like, well, I, I didn't want to bring my shit into their scene. Beep if you want. I just remember you mentioned And they being very much didn't want me to bring their my shit into their scene. And you that's know, why you're so. not there, maybe. No, yeah, I just well, remembered because they hosted a show for me once, and I yes. thought that was very cool of them. Yes, they are very cool, and I, I really like the job. That's and, cool. um, and they were really good to me, and, like, we had a great, a great deal. And they totally, like, helped me out. And, objectively, their beer is, like, they're one of the best breweries. Because he does, like, a million different styles really well. But, anyways, the snobbery. Oh, okay. Like, you know, it's a real thing. Like, Burlington people are all pretty cool. And over there, it's just, like, New North End people like having their own brewery that they can go to and hang out at, like, a bar. Mm -hmm. You know, and they get enough other tourist business. But uh, you'll get people who will come in and they'll ask you questions. And it's, like you got to make sure you don't get trapped in that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, just let you can get over more. your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just let them know more. It's no, like, you tell me about my job. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> like, you know what, man? I didn't brew it, so uh, yeah. I can't actually tell you. But, uh, yeah, the tanks are all metal. Man. Yeah, sorry <laughs> to blow up your spot, but it's funny because I literally had a note here that just said, you worked at blank? That's cool. It was, no, it, was super, it was super cool, and I think uh, I try to... That's why the weed stuff is so personal to me, because having worked in regulated industry and alcohol, I'm like, I got stung and survived, passed it. You know, like, 19-year-old kid came in and gave me an ID. Um. And, you know, they looked like underage and sketchy, and I carded them. And the ID was like, I did the math, and I was like, uh, you're 19. I can't serve you. And then the DLC guy came in and was like, congratulations. You know, we'll make sure to tell them you passed... You know, nice, nice. We sent people in and blah, blah. I was like, yeah, well, no problem. How hard was that? <laughs> but um, it was a really cool scene over there, and they let me do trivia. So um, that's one of my other, that was one of my other, like, pursuits, a trivial pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I started a trivia night there, um, and that was super, that was super fun because the place, yeah. like, you could pack it up. And they had a pizza place next door. <coughs> and so it was just like community vibes. Yeah. And so, yeah, they were uh, they were really, really good to me. And that place is awesome. Yeah, go support Simple Roots. Hell yeah. So um, we're, leaving that, <clears throat> we're leaving that in? But, yeah, sure. Yeah, right. I mean, whatever. They're not going to, you know, they wouldn't really care. We love Simple Roots. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I don't know, there's, there's actually probably a little bit of crossover. Like, I met a lot of really cool people there who uh, I thought the New North End was all, like, cranky ass old people and yeah. like low-key like super poor people Hell in yeah. burlington and like i was right but it's been gentrified yeah. now and so it's like now it's like the bougiest like yeah. you know come up in place and those guys are crushing it and simple roots is like the neighborhood brewery Love it. and it's an awesome brewery for for tourists and shit too oh yeah shout out to andrew in the bar <laughs> hell yeah man that's my uh that's my good friend who got me job there Cool, yeah, he, I just went to high school with him and his brother. I just love those guys. That's fucking hilarious, yeah. yeah. Dude, his brother's been sober for over a year now. Dude, he's doing great. Yeah, I see him. I saw him recently, and he seems Yep. Seems good. Yeah, killing it. Yeah, well, speaking of that, cheers. Yes, drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, dude, so what's your, uh, how we used to do with, with Hedy Vermont, um, we start, we'd start doing artist profiles. I've been in one. Exactly, yeah. as you know. Indeed. So let's relive this for the podcast. Okay. Um, what is the, you know, what are your thoughts on on weed, you know, 
is it something that's part of your life or not? You know, do you care about laws changing? You know, it's funny. <clears throat> my heady Vermont response I remember was something like, uh, "We've been uh, like sweethearts since high school." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, it's like I obviously support. I, I smoke it and I support its legalization, but I'll never be truly comfortable talking about that until it's nationally legal. Mm -hmm. And I've actually only started talking about the fact I smoke weed in like the last maybe half of my show. Because I don't like that to be necessarily my brand. Right. Because it's not really. It's just something I do to, like, stay normal. Right. For me, it's sort of like, like, right now, like, we, you know, like, when I'm hanging out, like, yeah, we smoke to get high. Mm -hmm. But mainly during the day, I'm not smoking to get high. I'm just trying to, like, cut the edge and, like, deal with life and get to work and do work and come right. back. And it doesn't affect me like it does a lot of people, I think, just because it's been so long. And it's more of like just a, you know, like a medication. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, like I support it fully. Um, and But for me, it's just like I'm never going to relax until it's nationally legalized. And it's, you know, you can go to the store right now and go get some. Yeah. Then I'll feel good about it. But until then, places are still getting raided and there's so much bullshit. And plus, even I'm not going to be happy until, like, once it gets legalized till like, the market regulates itself and there's not, like, a bunch of shitty product. There'll always be <coughs> shitty product, but I just want it to be, like, obvious. Right. I want it to be like the alcohol industry where it's, like, top shelf, bottom shelf. Like, mm -hmm. here's the garbage. Here's the good <laughs> stuff. And right. here's the mid-range. So, like, for me, that's what I want to see. And I don't know if I'll ever see that. I'm pretty, like... I think it'll be... Negative. I think in 10 years it's going to be there no matter what. Yeah? For sure, dude. There's way too much fucking money. Like, that's I think true. That's the real... I've always wondered why why they haven't jumped on it yet, because there's so much money. Yeah. Like, when you want all that money, isn't that what capitalism and, like, old white dudes are about? Theoretically. It's strange. It's strange to me. So, yeah, it's like... I want that so bad, and that's, like, my utopia almost, but... Right now, it's like, even though it's, like, legal here, I have no idea what that means. I have no idea how much I can have on me. I have no idea what's going to happen if I get caught with it. I have no idea where I can smoke it. I don't know. I know I could look this up. I could just ask you. Yeah. But. One ounce. Don't smoke in public. And, like, just don't have a bowl or a joint in the ashtray when you get pulled over. Hell no. And they probably won't fuck with you. I actually, yeah. The other thing is, like, I get freaked out because I think they're looking for stone drivers more. And I know you've heard about, mm. like, cops especially like down south just being like no nah, you're high and they're like oh but there's nothing on the test that says i'm high and they're like yeah but i've been trained for this so i know <laughs> and you're going to jail and so like that freaks me the fuck out and so i don't fuck around like i yeah. like i'll make sure before i drive home that i'm like i'll like do a field sobriety test like to myself mm -hmm. i've passed two <laughs> so i'm good at them uh but yeah it's just I love it, and I want it to be a thing, but I keep it to myself, and I pretend it's not a thing because I'm just worried still. It's like residual yeah. worry from, like, the 2000s or whatever. Yeah. Well, and everybody kind of has, I think, their own relationship with it, you know, and, yeah. like, it's so different. It's so, like, different and personal for everybody else, like, how they use weed or don't. Absolutely. You know, even, like, people who have bad experience, and they're like, nah, not for me. Yeah. You know? Um, but, yeah. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Interesting. Thanks. You know? Like you said, they're not defining you think you know i kind of like just leaned into that super hard where it was like it yeah works. you're like i don't really give a fuck you sure. know like it's it fun, works like, yeah yeah but like, for me it wasn't even like about the <laughs> brand right now it was about me myself 
Yeah. Like, as even through college, I just didn't want to, like, no one in college knew I smoked weed till like, senior year when it just came up, but they were like, oh, you smoke weed? And I'm like, you've literally never seen me sober this whole time. <laughs> I was smoking weed this entire time. Suckers. Shyamalan twist. <laughs> exactly. I never would have thought that. Big Shyamalan me. twist at the end, man. So that's what I did, and that's how I liked it. And it's for me, it's just like a private thing. Like yeah. People aren't talking about all like the Xanax they're fucking doing to get through their work day. Right. Some are. Well, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people, you know, we just like a casual thing. And it's like we weren't sitting here before we started recording talking about like, oh, like this is like, you know, we weren't talking about growing weed, you know, or like this is a kind of weed or like, you know, weed snobbery kind of stuff. Right. You know, I mean, like it's something that gave us a chance to talk about like your art, you know, and like who you are and like the Wu-Tang Clan. You know, and all yeah. that. And so, like, that's what I appreciate about it, you know, and why I like this, like this scene. Because it is just, like, a cool vehicle yeah. to, like, meet people and, like, open up other conversations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Um, and I like when people can kind of, like, cut that, like, I actually want to talk to you about this when we do mine real quick. Yeah. Uh, is about, like, stereotypical stoners. Yeah. Oh, let's like do that. it, dude. I mean, because, like, for me, I've always just wanted to avoid that. I don't want to be seen as, like, a stoner because mm-hmm. I don't, like, get high and get stupid and start, like... I mean, I might get, like, phys- philosophical if you want, but for me, it's just, like, for me, it's as as low-key as having a cup of coffee with a friend. Right. And I like any time anyone can break that norm of what a stoner is, and that's why I thought in college, I'm not telling a soul about this. And I had, uh, I'll never forget, I had a 3.45 GPA... And because I, I was like that close to a three five, which would have been whatever magna come loudly, <laughs> that one, I, I I'll always regret not yeah, putting right. in like a minute extra bit of effort. But I still killed it in college. I had a really intense degree. It was a game art and animation degree. And I know you might not believe me, but you got about a, you got to put in about as much time as you would if you were getting a law degree. Wow. It's a lot of fucking work. And I did so much stuff, and I did it as best as I could and I never ruffled any feathers everyone liked my work and I was fucking high the whole time and <laughs> I loved that but in the end I wasn't like what up bitches I was stoned like it just came up at one point right where someone's like hey you want to smoke do you smoke weed and I'm like yeah man I've been baked since like 2015 like what are you it's like wait a video game animation student and you smoke weed yeah, right? no way dude it just like didn't come up but yeah like I've been high since you knew me and yeah I started in 2015 no, wait, I graduated. Oh, my God, I graduated in 2015. I started in 2011. I always forget that. I don't know why. I've told a lot of people mm. that I started college in 2015, I think. Later anyway, in life, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I actually st- I graduated in 2015. But, yeah, I just I didn't want that to be, like, what people knew about me. I just wanted my work to speak for itself. I didn't want anyone to think anything about, like, if I missed class because I was fucking high. I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a, still a negative to being a stoner or one who smokes weed. Sure. And then I think, like, for me, I've always been obsessed with trying to break that. That's, yeah. That's yeah. I think that's, I think you're right, man. And I think there are different ways people go about breaking it, you know? Yeah. Including, like, being financially successful. And ultimately, I think just not really, for most people, I think it comes down to, like, not giving a fuck, you know? Like, totally. If you're, like, in this kind of, like, you know, scene at some point, whatever it is, whether you're, like, you know, let's say a glass artist, mm. you know? Um, or you're somebody who's like a hemp farm, you know, like 
somebody who like sold hemp clothing in the 90s yeah you know i mean that's the thing like it's become so much more mainstream yeah in the last five years like exponentially so right where i think it's a lot kind of similar to um you know same-sex marriage mm. and like rights for same-sex couples and i'm okay. not saying it's like that serious right obviously not yeah. right you know um, but I'm saying like the way that culturally things have changed so much okay. in like over a 10 or 20 year span. Like I talked about like my parents, like, you know, growing up with lesbian parents and like mm. now it's like a cool thing and it's like part of pop culture. Oh, I immediately like, said that's so it's cool always because been, like, it fucking is. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> I agree. But you know, it's like weed was like, is on that similar arc, you know, totally, and now it's like, that. it's part of pop culture and like there are shows about it that are not just like the same dumb stereotype. Gotcha. You know, and I think, like, that part of pop culture has changed. And I think, unfortunately, like, a lot of it's just the money, mm -hmm. you know, that has, like, made it seem more acceptable because it's, like, a way for people to, to make money, and that's, like, the goal of society now. Yeah. You know, right? But, um, don't mean to rant no. on that in that way, but, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, it, I think it's come a long, a long way, and ultimately, like, you're just not going to change people's, a lot of people's mindsets. Nah. You know, especially like people of a certain age. Totally. And people of a certain conditioning. Yeah, we're just basically and waiting like, for people to die so we can chill. <laughs> That's kind of where we're at. You know, I, I really hate to, uh, and uh, and yeah, that's how the Vermont legislature works, man. So, yeah. you know. I mean, I said it, you didn't. Give, so it a gener give it a generation. Exactly. You know, it did take like, it took a lot of work to get to such a crazy point. Yeah. You know, and a lot of really shady shit that we now know about. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, damn, like, it took all that work and all that going really well for yeah. all those shady people to get to such a negative place with such a good thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, <clears throat> the stereotype's still there for sure, but... Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, though, because I have, like, this weird, like, idea about it, and I don't know if it's right or not, you know? Because, like, I think everyone would think I'm a stoner. I get worried my hair gets too long because I look like I smoke weed suddenly. It gets... I don't know what point it is, but at some point my hair gets to a certain length where I'm like, that guy smokes weed. And I don't want that. I like to be a little more clean cut just because it looks like maybe I don't smoke weed. And I don't know what that's about, but it's literally, like, a lot of what keeps me looking... Trying to look at least clean cut. It's just... I don't want people to think I smoke pot. Yeah. That seems more like a you thing uh -huh. than a weed Most thing. Most of my problems but... are a me thing. Right. Absolutely. It's a you thing, not a weed thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't want to blame weed. But it is also a weed thing. You know, like, that's all. That's going to be a thing. Until, like you yeah. said, until, uh, I don't know, in 20 years, it's just... I think it's so clear the way that it's going as far as, like, pharmaceuticals taking individual cannabinoids right. and, like... I think it'll be really good, and, like, in, like, 50 years, we'll be like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, can't believe this used to be like this. I know. And we'll be telling tales about Prohibition days, and, like, yeah, they used to mail it and gift wrap bags yeah. and vacuum seal it and put it in a Christmas box and send it from California. I love it. You know, back when we had a U.S. postal system. Oh, my God. You know? I've been waiting. I don't know. I hate the U.S. postal system for some reason. It's a whole other rant that I can't even get into because I haven't formulated it entirely, but right. I, they just bother me deeply, and I don't think we need it. A huge, huge thank you to Jesse Miles Snyder. Uh, as you guys can tell, Jesse and I chopped it up all night, and there's like another hour and a half of conversation that's on his podcast, the Jesse Miles Podcast. Check him out on Instagram. He's at Jesse Miles Chainsaw. 
He's at Culinary Smut Peddler, right? Culinary Smut Peddler. What a handle that describes uh, some of his art, some of his pop art that I really liked. And uh, as you can tell, like Jesse just totally opened up. I think he's normally a pretty reserved dude, <clears throat> but I really appreciate that he felt comfortable and uh, and felt like I got to know him as a person and like made a friend. So I look forward to hanging out with Jesse again. And I really encourage you guys, especially right now, um, to support Jesse as an artist because he's got some amazing stuff. It's not just food porn. Um, I'm a huge fan of his cow series. Uh, he's really creative and really talented. So check his stuff out if you're in Burlington. Um, you can pick it up in person. He will arrange it. But on Instagram, you can see Jesse's art and uh, and you can tell he's a great guy who's, who's out here trying to make it. So um, <clears throat> the art makes a great gift, very reasonably priced. And now it's kind of a good time to get a deal because everybody's hurting. So uh, let's see. What is coming up next for our podcast? We will see. The goal is to do this every two weeks. Maybe we'll do it more frequently with the uh, with the coronavirus and a little bit extra time. But, you know, my approach is really more, I call it craft media, and I'm only half kidding. So we like to focus on the quality, and I want to make sure that you guys are, are actually getting a chance to absorb what we're doing here. Um, so I encourage you, send questions. We're going to get a hotmail. We're going to get a voicemail and hotline going. So you can send questions in. We're going to take questions from Instagram and in particular from the Vermont Awana fam account. You guys may or may not know this, but there is actually a subscription you can get to support Vermont Awana as independent media. This podcast is coming to you free. We do have some advertisers and we really appreciate them. Big shout, big shout out especially to the Burn Gallery. That's B-E-R-N like Bernie. Burn Gallery uh, in Burlington. But, uh, you know, we're really a grassroots, people-powered media network. And there's not going to be a lot of events coming on, so you guys supporting means a lot. Check out the Vermont Awana merch, vermontawana.com slash shop, um, and become a subscriber. You are going to get special benefits, including discounts at supporting businesses. We're going to hook you up with free merch. For example, if you sign up right now, it's $2 per month. I'm going to actually mail you a postcard and a sticker pack so you can rep Vermont Awana. And you'll see we have some special things like some special Illuminati shirts and some Illuminati edition stickers just for the insiders. Little wink, wink, nod, nod, special handshake for those of you that really put your money where your mouth is and support. So we got a lot more coming our way. We've got videos up. we got a new newsletter that just came out or is coming out tomorrow if you're listening to this on Saturday itself. So pay attention, Vermont Awana, Craft Cannabis. Got a lot going on. Really appreciate your support. Tune in, enjoy. Give us ideas. Give us suggestions. What do you want to hear? we got a lot more coming your way. And in the meantime, as always, make sure that you are taking care of one another and elevate the state. Peace. Yeah. For the first time is